We just finished SummerSlam. That was good. Dude, I was so tired. Oh. I was tired as a champ. I don't even know what that saying means. Tires mug. Mug, yeah. That's what we say. Uh, Have you ever been so tired, though, that you lay there thinking about how tired you are and you just can't, like, Well, the problem is, is after you do something like that late at night, like if I'm up speaking and it's late, then my brain's so engaged still that my body is exhausted, but my brain is still spinning. It takes a long time. And so uh, I've learned over the years that when you're exhausted, that's when temptation comes your direction. Oh. And so I'm sitting there at the house and uh, everybody's asleep. Rachel's asleep. Lillian Ty's asleep. It's like 7.30. P.M.? PM. Everyone's asleep at 7.30. Okay. Yeah, everyone's asleep. It's just me and the dog sitting on the couch, and I started to get hungry. What'd you do? What'd you eat? Uh, Dude, it was bad. Because we've been eating healthy, so yeah. we don't have any junk food yeah. in our house. And even the for SummerSlam, like the dinners we did, it was pretty healthy. Yeah, and I was eating grilled chicken uh, from Chick-fil-A every night and yeah. all the things before uh, SummerSlam. <laughs> and so, you know, when you don't have junk food in your house, you have to make up some junk food. Oh, no. <laughs> And so I go and start raiding the pantry and raiding the refrigerator. And so I get some chocolate chips and a peanut butter and a spoon. And so I'm eating, I'm putting peanut butter on my spoon and dipping them in chocolate chips and eating them. And then that's not enough. And then I find that the kids have some graham, cra- some uh, Teddy Grahams, but they're like the little lunch packets. So I just get the whole box. And so I ate, I don't know, four or five of those packets. But they, then after like two packets, it wasn't very good. So I went and got some Nutella, and I'm like putting Nutella oh on word. on uh, Teddy Grahams. And then I got the half gallon of chocolate milk. We bought it for a prop or something and didn't end up using it. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in my living room after this great spiritual victory. I'm all alone with my dog, and I bet I... 2,500 calories of garbage. <laughs> Teddy Grahams and Nutella. Yeah, just garbage. Oh, my word. And so you got to watch out. No, it's true. The devil will get you when you're sleepy. <laughs> So yeah, when you're tired, man, all kind of crazy things happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like the real you, you run out of like self-discipline when you're exhausted. It's like your reserve of control has dwindled away Yeah, and then you're doing a, something you shouldn't do. Right, like that last night we went to IHOP at like 12.30 or something, yeah. ate pancakes. I was so miserable. I had such a hard time sleeping that night because I was, I had to gorge myself. I'm... Because I was just exhausted yeah, and I, I was ate, hungry and I, I made really bad decisions. At IHOP at midnight, Yes, I ordered a burger with fries with onion rings on the burger and a four stack of strawberry pancakes. Yes. That's... This is... I am not 17. Correct. That's exactly how I felt. Like, I am too old for this. I do not eat like this, man. But, but it's because we were running so hard. Right. We were running so hard to prep for SummerSlam and uh, to do three nights in a row. Right. And then... And Thursday... We had booked all of these meetings. We always do this to ourselves that when we're really busy for a while and we can't work on regular church stuff, that then we try to stack it all in a day. And so yesterday we had like We still six. worked a full day, yeah, of all these meetings because Yeah. So I left IHOP at one thirty and then I was meeting with a major city influencer yeah, at nine AM. At 9 a.m. Why why we did this? I don't know. Because we we are still learning the pace. We're still learning the right pace. We don't all the way have the right pace no. of like when to run and when to rest. No, we did do a good job because that night we had been uh, tempted to schedule a different meeting at 
for dinner either that night or tonight or whatever. And, and we didn't do that one. So we like overdid <laughs> on one end, but then we did better on the other. And so we're learning that like there is a pace you have to find. It's just hard. Yeah. It's hard to find it. I just got back from a three and a half week sabbatical. Yeah. Uh, which is essentially a vacation. Yeah. So I wasn't preaching. I wasn't even in the office here right. at the church. Just like took some time with family mm -hmm. and myself and all the things to spend some time resting. Yeah. But the problem that I have with with rest right. is like we have stuff to do. Right. Like no. we need to be accomplishing. God built us to do great things. We're called to do more. Right. Which if you're new uh, to the show, glad that you're here. Uh, tug of more is talking about how we all feel like we're tugged, we have this pull towards something great. Right. And if you have that tug of something great in your life, it's hard to rest. It's hard to stop. Well, because if you are that type of person, you're you're used to the pull and the push. And right. I think that's what's hard is that you get in this pace. And so you feel like I can run fast. I can run hard. I can keep going and not stop because that's what I do. Yeah. But there is a point when you become exhausted if you don't figure out the right pace. And so I think for us, like naturally, like I'm not a runner. And so like I've run ran with friends before who are and their pace is way they can keep a consistent pace way faster than I can. Yeah. But 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 those of us who do that in life and in work and in ministry, we have to figure out a healthy way to stop. It's hard. Right. Because if you want to be in whatever industry you're in for a long time, for us, it's ministry. Yeah. If you're a business owner or influencer or doing whatever, right. there's a pace that we have to, that we have to learn because you can't run a marathon at a sprint speed. No, you can't. It's going to kill you. And so for us, we've screwed it up a bunch. Let's no. talk about like, Any times. <laughs> yeah, All how, of them? how we've screwed up no, the I pace. Think, I mean, so we've been doing this full time together for almost uh, like five years, a little more than five years. And I think that first year, I mean, we had so much that we were doing yeah, that, we, that we literally didn't ever stop. Like yeah. we were working for sure six full days a week and then multiple hours more than the eight hour day. Because we just, even when we weren't here in the building, we were working at home or right. we were. Because because the organization was in like a emergency. Yeah, mode. there was an emergency. Uh, and so our boundaries weren't healthy of right. life, like like the priorities of family and the right structure. It wasn't in well, balance. Well, and that happens sometimes, I think, and is necessary. If there's an emergency. Right, like but then you can get used to it. Boom. Right. So all of us have been in seasons, especially this last year of COVID. Right. Where it feels like the world is burning down. Right. And when there's an emergency going on, you have to put in the hours. Right. You have to put in the time, the meetings, the conversations, the thought processes. And then once it starts to level out. Right. For me anyways, I'm so spooled up that I just never like. Stop. Right. Relax. Right. I remember that first year. Uh, you and I and another pastor were texting about a bunch of stuff one day and then we just kept texting and kept texting and then I went out to dinner with my husband and kept texting and finally one of the guys said, hey y'all, it's Valentine's Day. Let's <laughs> stop talking about this until tomorrow. And he was right. Like yeah. I was at dinner for Valentine's Day at, with my with husband. With our spouses in different places at Valentine's still dinner. Still working. What yeah. am I doing? Yeah. But it happens because you get in that, you get used to this pace and you think it's what you need to run always. Yeah. We have to. I, you're right. In this last year, man, we shifted everything because we couldn't meet in person. Uh, and so we were recording 
all the time to create content for our church, for our people. Yeah. But we were doing it at weird times of day and weird hours. And so it was kind of like we shifted from morning to whatever to more like afternoon and night kind of events and things because we used our our spouses a ton. We like uh, utilized yeah. other people. And then when we went back to meeting in person, it was like we forgot to then adjust back to what we used to do. Right. And so I think that you have to like pay attention to the current pace that we're in every time something shifts, every season that shifts. Yeah, I've started taking a, a spin class. Yes. Which is like a, I know, kind of a, uncharacteristic of me, no, I think. No, it's good. Like a bike, like a, you bike, go to, yeah. you go to a room and they've got a bunch of bikes, right? like stationary bikes yes. set up and they've got like laser lights and like really loud music. And, uh, and as I've done a bunch of different workouts, but this one's so interesting and difficult because the pace yeah. changes so hard. They have like different light colors they'll turn on. And when you're going hard, it's red or it's like flashy, right. but then they'll go to blue and it's just like, you're supposed to go really slow. Yeah. And I'm in this up and down, up and down class. You're out of the seat. You're going as fast as you can. You're changing the weight right. on the bike. But in my life, I try to keep my legs moving the same speed, no matter what right. life is throwing at me. And it's not manageable, man. No, It's not manageable. But the reason I think that, yeah, in spin classes and all that, there's an instructor telling you what to do. Okay. There's someone that tells you, because if the reason I, I am not as good working out on my own because I need a coach. I need someone yeah. pushing me. I need or telling me to stop and rest. Yeah. Like I never even knew before I had instructors that you're supposed to rest in between your weight sets. All these things. I just kept going, trying to get it done as fast as I could. It's hard in life though because there's not anyone telling us, "Hey, okay, it's about to be." What she knows in the class is that the third song is going to be hills and, and we're yeah. going to have to climb it fast and hard. And so the second song has to be a little more chill to get us ready. Yeah. There's not, we don't know in life what's coming at the third song. Right. And so we just keep pushing as fast as we can. But then when the third song hits, we're in trouble yeah. because we haven't come up with the right pace. And so how do we manage ourselves to learn how to do it? I, we still haven't all the way figured it out. You're right. There's nobody who's telling us here's the pace that you should be keeping. Yeah. For me, I think that I have a very real, probably unhealthy, like countdown clock in my head yeah. of viable years of ministry that I have left. Mm -hmm. So like, I understand I'm knocking on the door of 40. I'm 39 right now. And so like, I look at when I'm 65, 67, whatever the age right. is, that it's like, I'm still effective and can still do great things, but it's probably gonna be smart for me to hand over the pulpit of living church or the reins of leadership and maybe earlier, right. maybe later, I don't know. But there's this countdown that is like, I've got to squeeze every drop out of life that yeah. I can. Yeah. And when you live like that, it's good. We need to have some urgency, but at the same time, we have to trust God. Well, we have to trust God that like, I don't need to just run myself into the ground for the next 30 years. Right. Yeah. We're all die when I'm self. I'll be like, and the next generation, and then I croak. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> one, it's biblical to have rest. It is. And so we're supposed to work hard for six days and then rest uh, on the seventh. That's what God tells us. The yeah. other part you said, squeeze every drop out of life. The problem is we only have one body. We only have one family. We only have one right. set of circumstances that if we squeeze it too intensely, too quickly, 
it will be squeezed dry. Exactly. And I think that we have both in the last five years ran into dry seasons because we were just squeezing too hard. We yeah. weren't giving ourselves time to replenish because we were trying to get it done as yeah. fast as we could. We we understand the urgency that people are dying going to hell. Like, yeah. And I think that's a hard one ministry-wise mm-hmm. when you're like, I, I care deeply about this thing. And whatever you're leading, you care deeply about it or yeah. you wouldn't be leading yeah. it. Yeah. And then there's there's a lot of stuff that's outside of your control. Right. Like even today. Oh, yeah. We had somebody in the church had a family Giant emergency. emergency. Yeah. They're not on staff. They don't even really, they're not even really that involved. Right. But like stuff is popping off everywhere and yeah. a bunch of people are getting texted and called in and involved. And so you and yep. Rachel had to jump in. Right. And intervene and handle it. And so like that interrupt interrupted our rest rest, interrupted our our normal schedule right and so the things we would have been doing then now have to get pushed somewhere else because there's this big interruption and it's gonna be hard and i think the other part that you and i are bad at is we don't value our own like we don't we put ourselves last yeah we don't value it correctly and it sounds like humble and but it's not it's just what it is of like well that can wait i can make that way it's not important we don't put the right importance on it yeah and I think we're learning. Yeah. Uh, for me, the panic has been more because my kids are getting older that I've been recognizing it this last year and been like, oh, I have to uh, because the, the years are going away. But but man, it can still be so hard to balance it. And I think it's hard to set the right pace. So what? how do we learn to set it? I, I don't know. I think we be aware of where we are. So like mm-hmm. in the bike class, <clears throat> they'll yell like, Okay, we're going up a hill, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny because we're all pretending there's no hill there. Right. But you're in the season of like the thing is harder and you're trying to stand up yeah. on the bike and you're pushing. And so if we can re- understand the season that we're in, like for me right now, I've got two young kids yeah. and we're in the summer. Right. And so for them, Titus wants to play. Right. He wants me to get down on the ground and play with Hot Wheels. Right. I don't want to. I have stuff to do. But I have to remember like, this is the season that I'm in. Yeah. That, and like in just a few years, he's not gonna want to play Hot Wheels right. with me. And so just get down and and remember the season that we're in. No, but it's also good what you said, the season, the season of life, the season of the year. Like for everyone's business, you have different like oh, growth yeah. times, you mm-hmm. have different rest times. And so you took this sabbatical time. Yeah in the summer because for churches uh typically it's a more slower season of the year right yes there's camps and there's fun things to be involved in but like uh we're not driving as hard because people are on vacation life is out of a different sync of schedule kids are out of school all yeah. these pieces and so if it's easy and we've done it before where we want to teach something really like this is it in the middle of july but it's not wisdom for us to keep driving because why christmas is coming because these other bigger things keep going it's not wisdom for us to do for me like as a teacher to do a really deep teaching in the middle of the summer when i know that everybody's going to be gone for at at least least one 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 week of the month and while my kids are out of school that i don't i should not be trying to put 25 hours into a sermon weekly in the middle of the summer right but september's coming right and so september is a growth month right historically for us as living church and so we know what we're doing what we're prepping for and what we're building yeah. towards and we're and my, and my kids are in school right and like it's a different the pool is closed right and so no, it's true i can now know that i can push a little harder then right than maybe i need to right now 
we grew up hearing that phrase to stop and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. And I think it, for you and I, uh, in our mind, I think that phrase became a uh, bunch of wimps. We, yeah, lamos. Quit smelling the roses and get going and, and do some gardening. What are you doing? <laughs> but the real truth of that is like it's there's beauty around us, and we mm -hmm. miss it if we're not slowing down at the right pace. Even in our ministry, you said something to me two nights ago at uh, our SummerSlam event. You said, "Hey, think about two years ago," and you like just went like this, like just four little, six little statements of like where we were to where we are, what we didn't have, what we have, what we didn't build yet and what we have built. And that was like a moment of like, oh, we have to look back and then we can stop and smell the, the roses in this moment. Yeah. It gave me, for me in my job, I am constantly like worshiping and paying attention to everything else that's happening around me in a service because yeah. I want to make sure it goes well. I want to make sure it's done right. I, I need to let somebody know if something's off kilter. And it allowed me for like, you know, a minute and a half to just go, oh my word, God, this is incredible what we're right. getting to do. We had some of the things we had talked about were like back then we were doing two services. Yeah. Back then we in our Matlock building our back wall of the auditorium was covered in pallet boards. It yeah, was just we a had wood like wall. Projector screens on two sides. We had a camera in the back of the room that wasn't manned. Like no. there was all of these things that we so did just literally two years ago. And then now in just two years, the advancement right. that God's brought into the church oh, and right. teams that he's developed and staff that he's brought on is huge right so two years ago we had like two people who knew how to work the camera edit a video any of this now we have an entire team of people yeah volunteers and staff that can do mighty things like we're like what 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 it, it's just you get running in the pace it's what you said before you get running in it and you just keep going which the that's the that's the problem with having a tug of more yeah because when you have a tug of more in you, you're not satisfied with where you're at. Yeah. And when you're not satisfied with where you're at, you're gonna run to try to get to the next thing. Mm. And this is what I do. Right. We we have a, a victory, a success, and then I can only celebrate it for five seconds because of the tug of more in me, I see the next thing that we need to be accomplishing. Right. And so instead of celebrating what God did, I'm talking about what we have to do next. Right. And that is a pace that is not always healthy no and so like we're learning when to put the next thing yeah. off till the next day yeah or off to the next season or right. like actually build a good plan yeah no it's true <laughs> instead of just implementation all the time let's talk about the damage done when we don't okay let's talk about the you know you and I, we talk about risk all the time and like what what's the risk and the reward, but what's the risk of always pushing for more? Maybe somebody's watching, listening, and they're like, yeah, but I've still got all the energy. Yeah, I still feel good. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems if you just keep doing that. If you don't stop and celebrate, if you don't look back, if you don't find the right pace. Yeah, lots. Yep. So we could talk a, a lot of different directions. Yeah. You want I, to just talk personally yeah, first? Yeah, start. So when I was 30, something 32 33 and really from a whole life i felt like i would never run out of energy right like i would be able to keep that pace and run forever and really looked at people that even talked about what we're talking about right now as weak right 
Honestly. It's a phrase we say all the time that energy is a choice. And And that's true to an extent. I taught the staff in the church that energy is choice. It still is a choice. Energy is a decision. When I was tired on night three, I stood behind a screen and jumped up and down and told myself, you got all the energy you need. And then I went out and did everything I needed to do. It's a choice. But there's a point where in your physiology and your mental capacity and even in God keeping his hand of favor on you, that there has to be a pace. And so for me, I uh, suffered adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so that was like a real diagnosed, went to the doctor. No, because that day though, you could not have mustered any. No, no. We were on a trip in a beautiful place. Yeah. And you, energy couldn't be a choice then because no. physiologically. I was done. Yeah. We, uh, Rachel and I and Aaron Witt went to Cabo yeah. on a trip. And uh, I was like, uh, we went on a fishing excursion yeah and i was asleep in the boat yeah not like jesus well, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> i was asleep in the boat couldn't fish i caught a fish was reeling it in halfway through literally gave it to aaron was like i, I can't which is the I, opposite of no because me is like let me catch a whale oh, yes <laughs> but like i was dying yeah yeah and so i just laid in the room on this trip and then came back and went had all the blood work done and all the things and it's when really my health journey started yeah. But my health got out of whack because my pace right. was so broken. Oh, it's true. Like they send military recruits like uh, to boot camp, yeah. and they like don't let them sleep for yeah. two weeks, and they not don't feed them. And right, but you can only do that for for so long right. until you really start breaking down. And I think now that I've got a little bit a little bit more maturity on me, that I'm like, yeah, maybe I maybe I should have a different pace. Yeah in this race. No, it's true. I think if we don't take time to look, stop, celebrate before we push to the next, we don't get a better pace. We damage the people around us. For sure. We damage our families, which I've done a thousand times. I've, I've put them lower on the totem pole than I should in priority, in relationship, in... But if, but if someone asked you in the moment, do you put this thing you're doing over the priority of your family? You would say, no way. I get, I would get aggressively frustrated that they even because, suggested it. Because in your heart, you don't. In no. your mind, you don't. But in the moment, but in, in, your, actions, in your actions, right. y- you, we do. Yeah, absolutely. I make a choice that someone else's emergency that's poffi- popping off in their yeah. marriage is more important than the what might be popping off in my marriage right. if I didn't, if I don't learn to say this is a sacred moment i'm not giving it up uh my counselor got me with it one day because he was telling me about some people he was trying to help them fit into his schedule that was available and they were like oh i can't do it our marriage is falling apart though you've got to you got to help us you got to meet with us at this day at this time this is our only time and he was like well i understand that your marriage is gonna fall apart (laughs) but if i meet with you at this time that i'm supposed to be with my wife my marriage will fall apart yeah and i was like Oh, it hit me so hard because I do it. I'll be like, it's fine. Aaron will understand. We can shift this thing that yeah. we have planned yeah, because will I know. need to help these people. No, for a bunch of years, we didn't celebrate like birthdays. We did. Right. But not on the day or an anniversary or a, I don't know what, like they were, they were the second thought. Right. They were the second thought because as long as it fits in the schedule, they got eclipsed by like the bigger thing <laughs> yeah. or like my kids' birthdays. We would still have a birthday party, right. but it would be like 
the it would be like 10 days after the kid's birthday right. party or not on the weekend weekend closest to the birthday party right. and like sometimes those things are going to happen with life as yeah. they should right like There's if your birthday is right next to easter right sorry no right <laughs> like <laughs> no it's like, just but within reason within understanding yeah. of like yeah you can't throw a fit if if we have to do something on your birthday or whatever but at the same time it, as long it as shouldn't it shouldn't be every time all the right, time as long forever. as it depends on you if you're the one creating the schedule and it doesn't have anything to do with the actual calendar then let's do it right one of the tough things about the uh, how it affects other people mm -hmm. like if we don't learn the right pace is that not everybody can run at the same speed yeah that's what i was going to say next okay you. so yeah. like for you and i we've been running at this pace yeah. Our, since I was our, a child, was there, whole as life. a kid, yeah. our parents did it. Yeah. We grew up in it. And then so sometimes God will bring somebody along on the team. Yeah. And we expect them to jump in and run. Right. And they can't. Right. No. And, and like, there's got to be a grace period of like, can this person pull the load? Right. Or are they just not a fit? Right. But then the other side of it is, are we creating the right space and the right environment for anyone to thrive? Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, one, we're the ones leading, so so not only are we responsible for what we push, but we're also responsible for the pace. And so, like, if we keep going at an unhealthy pace, that's not healthy for anyone, but we duplicate it in our team, and we either expect it or they leave or they are crushed. And so there's a balance that we have to find. There's yeah. a healthy pace because if we – let's just take SummerSlam, for example. If we – did this incredible thing that our team did an incredibly great job at and if we don't pause long enough to say great job yeah you guys killed that if we yeah. literally just start critiquing and going to the next thing how unfair of us to not give them the, yeah. the time and the accolades and so we even talked about it we were like well we should probably have a, a staff meeting on friday da, da, da. and we we're like no they should rest yeah we should make sure they rest because yeah. they need to rest yeah and we've done that wrong before for sure but we're learning it new now because we don't want to just be running in ministry by ourselves we want a team with us you know and i think it's important and i think that a healthier me a more rested me can do a lot more in the hours i am working absolutely than if i just keep dragging my body along absolutely you know no, absolutely. like if i'm fresh and good then i'm super productive right where or as if i'm just exhausted my hey. whole life then i'm you're I'm spending not a ton of time, you said like mustering up the energy or like telling yourself yeah. I can do it. Yeah. Whereas if we're just rested, we can get a lot done. And okay. Go. So if somebody feels that they're out of sync, yeah. that their pace yeah. is inaccurate, what are some steps that they need to take? The first one that you and I have been learning is, do we really trust God? God. Yeah. And like... That's not what I thought you were going to say first, but it's the it's the first one. It is the first one. That and it's we the most, mo it's most, the most important, important one. one. And <clears throat> I think you and I, um, I mean, we shared even with our church, like we've been loving God our whole lives. Yeah. We've been going to camp and serving him and learning and doing. And like, yeah, I trust him with everything. Yeah. I talked to a buddy about this uh, two years ago, like yeah. pre-COVID, when yeah. I was still like in the health journey and trying to figure yeah. it all out. And I'm explaining it all to him. And he said, well, yeah, you don't trust God. I got so mad. Right. What do you mean I don't trust yes, God? Yes, I do. Look, at, I've done this and this and this and this, and these are all trusting God. He's like, yeah, yeah, but you don't, tr you trust you. Right. You don't trust him. Right. And like, I'm still chewing on that. No. I'm still chewing on that because there's a very, we have to work. Right. And like, 
the vast majority, one of the reasons I don't even want to talk about some of this content is because the vast majority of pastors and church leaders are lazy scrubs. Right. No, I love you. I love you. Listen, I love you and Jesus loves you. But I think that we don't have urgency. No, I think that we're just (laughs) comfortable in our building and the size of our congregation. And we don't realize that hell is a real place. And so we're not aggressively trying to reach lost people. Right. And so we can get lazy and apathetic. But that's a but there's a balance. Well, uh, something I we've been talked about was before. Was that too aggressive? No. Something I've talked about before <laughs> is uh, you don't get mad at yourself when you need to fill up gas in your car yeah. because you're driving a lot. Yeah. You gotta stop every so little bit and put gas in your car. But if you're not driving anywhere, if your car's just sitting in the garage, you don't need to put gas in it. Right. So if you so, aren't doing nothing, quit taking breaks right right no it's true (laughs) like we know people who aren't doing anything and they're constantly on vacation and then when they come back from vacation they're like i really need another break for my vacation no stop you need to go get something done yeah but so there's truth in the work in the work that we need to do but if we really trust god then we can work in the hours that we are supposed to and then rest in the hours we're supposed to rest and believe that he will actually do more in our rest than we can do in our busyness. So um, as a church and organization, we bought a bunch of land that we're gonna build a building on and God told us to wait. Right. We don't really know why. Yeah. And I've been wrestling a bunch with, well, what does wait mean? Because like we're waiting, but can Mm. I still be working? Right. And I think we've done a really good job. Yeah. Because I've been trying to just trust God Right. and not go out and tour a bunch of buildings. No, right. Not go out and do a do a bunch of stuff. Right. I'm always good at doing stuff. Maybe I just need to stop doing stuff and trust God. Well, you and I, we believe that like, even if we make a misstep, that God's always gonna rewrite our story and take care of it. But sometimes I wonder like how much, he, we think about that in the context of sin, the yeah. context of bad decisions. But sometimes I wonder like, did I make a couple of missteps in my own eagerness yeah. that he's like, if you'd have just sat still, I was actually bringing it right to you, yeah. but you ran over there so fast that it took me longer to get there. No, I and agree. I'm like, if we could just trust that he's really going to do it, then we can do what we're supposed to do. Okay. He can do the rest. So ask yourself if you really trust God yep. or if you're trusting you, Yep. what else? Uh, determine, predetermine the schedule the the priorities that we we've had to like step back and look and go okay what's actually a reasonable amount of work what's actually a reasonable amount of rest what's actually right like you have to actually start drawing definitive lines yeah you have to put real parameters around it and so like for me the easiest silliest one i did uh back when I realized I was literally going home working on my laptop and all the things was I didn't pick up my laptop after 6.30 unless predetermined I'm going to need to work on something tonight. And then my husband and I started uh, going on date nights on Wednesdays because our kids were in youth. And those were like sacred, not going to change. Yeah. And they were just little. Yeah. But they helped me at least yeah. start building some parameters. Yeah. I think that those are a good a good deal that we have to start saying no to some things. Yeah to say yes to something else. It sounds kind of cliche, but in the moment, it's really hard to say no. Right. I got a call not too long ago to go and preach for a guy. He's gonna pay me great money. Right. To come and preach a message that right. I've already preached. Right. But it it was like, no, this it was during my sabbatical. Yeah. No, right. 
And it's like, I have said, I'm going to be off right. this time and not, and let my brain recuperate. Right. So I could go and do this thing and it's just going to take a day and a half. Right. But, and I'm already off from my church anyway. But that for me was a, a maturity step to say no. Yeah. No. For the, so I could trust God. No. Right. You know? No, I think it's super, it's super important to and then also determine those like that's hard the like i'm let's talk about this i am good at saying i'm resting today like i didn't come to the building but then i'm like this or i'm uh engaged in a show or a or a podcast that is going to actually get my brain going into work okay. into yeah. business into building into uh and like and you and I are the worst at it. Like yesterday, we even had some time in between two of the meetings and we're mm -hmm. like, let's just grab some food and not talk about work. <laughs> and so then I come up with this, let's just dream this thought. And then before we know it- We have our phones out writing, writing, and I'm like, oh, writing wait, to do lists. We were not supposed to be working, but we did. Okay, so uh, do we trust God? Right. We have to say no to some things so we can say yes to some other yeah. things. Right, build some parameters. Build some parameters. I think another one is uh, we have to cultivate a culture of the right pace around us. Yes. So like for me, when I went on the sabbatical, something I'm really appreciative of is our staff, yeah. our team here at Living Church, yeah. that they let me take the time. Right. That, that I wasn't getting blown up with right. questions and emails yeah. and all the things. And so when people understand that we have to create that culture. And sometimes I'm bad at it. I'll be texting Bailey. Right. I tagged Bailey in a video the other night after SummerSlam at 12.30. Because I had a, I saw this video right. and I had a creative idea and I tagged Bailey and I, she might've been asleep. Now she's woke up and what is he doing? And so like, yeah. we have to work on like helping those around us rest yeah. and create that culture. And calling it out in each other and, and then choosing the right kind of rest is the, is, kind of where I was going in, in my thought is like there's oh, oh, all oh, oh, kinds oh, oh, oh. of rest no yeah. you're, it's no, fine no, it's no, good this is really good uh because for me once I built the parameters I thought I was doing it but I wasn't really so I'm at dinner with my husband but texting about blah blah or I you know I this this is sacred time but I'm still engaging my brain yeah. I'm not resting my mind I'm not letting my heart re-engage in the right things and it it it's detrimental because your brain needs rest. Yeah. What we do is a creative uh, man. We need our brain to be fully fresh to yeah. be able to do the things we do. Yeah. The, I uh, I don't I don't know the list, and maybe this could be another episode. Yeah. But some of my counselor and I were talking about is that there's different types of rest. Yeah, for sure. And so I was taking days off, and so like laying on the couch, right, and trying to like decompress but it wasn't working right but it was because i was taking the that was physical rest right no no i needed creative rest right i needed relational rest right i had to go to the woods alone right and not have any noise in my ears from kids or my stupid phone right I, and that's the so there's a lot of different kind of rests that we need to no, be pursuing. i think it's super important because if we don't we, we think we're doing it and then we're just spinning ourselves into more frustration yeah and so then we've taken time off. What happens is then we've taken time off. We come back. We feel more behind 
than we were before and we feel like that wasn't really beneficial and so we end up and that's kind of what was happening to you you're like rest is not beneficial to me so why do i just keep going i feel like some people that are watching right now are thinking something what do you think they're thinking they're thinking i already have so many plates spinning okay that y'all don't know what i'm carrying that's really good my marriage my kids my job gotta mow the yard gotta put oil in the car that that you're thinking about the the plates they're spinning and you're thinking there's no way that I could rest. Hmm. So here's what my suggestion would be. <laughs> Write down all the, you know, the, have you ever spin. seen one of those people that are spinning plates? They have like a stick yes. and they put a plate on it and they spin it. It's like a circus trick. Right. And they got like 30 plates and eventually the plates start to fall because they they don't get spun and they, right. they crash. You can't possibly keep them I think going. that take it, take a time, take a minute and write down all the things in life that are taking your energy. Mm-hmm. Write them all down. Then write down other stuff that you do. Right. What TV shows do you watch? Right. What do you, what, I don't know. What, what else in your what's life? Your habits? What's what's your, your, what are your habits right. of your life? And then look at those lists that are filling your day and decide you're going to cut 10% of it. Yeah. That I'm going to stop doing something. I'm going to stop uh, this hobby. Yeah. I'm going to stop. I don't know. I'm going to stop collecting Pokemon cards. I'm going to stop planting roses in my backyard. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't know what it is. I'm going to stop going to get my fingernails done. Right. I don't know what it is, but maybe there's something somewhere that you could stop doing here and it would help you have some time. No, it's true. And and even what you just said, like some people, I can't have a date night every week. Well, yeah, you could if you stop getting your fingernails done, then you could have the money to pay the babysitter to go on your date night. Yeah. Like, some of it is it's priorities. It's priority financially, it's priority time wise, it's priority mental energy wise. I think it's you were talking about saying no to some stuff and finding the best yes. And I think it's it's a really hard thing. As women, I think it's really hard because we are nurturers and we love people and that's where I find myself constantly is like picking up someone else's need, someone else's ball, someone else's thing that's dropping. I'll I'll help you, I'll help you. And then I hurt myself because I'm helping too much. And I think we have to just decide there's a right pace. And the pace I'm gonna live my life at is the pace that God has for me. And so for you and I, one one of the, maybe it's the fourth answer, I don't know, is we have to manage our expectations. The yep. expectation of our results, the expectation of our timeline, yep. the expectation, like, because you and I want to be somewhere. Yes. It's the tug of more. Like, we want to be where we're tugging to. Yeah. But we have to manage the expectation of how long that really should take. And then God's the one responsible for the miraculous. Yep. He's the one responsible for it actually happens faster than yeah. it should. Yeah. Not us. No, we go every year to a pastor's conference called C3. Yeah. Um, led by... Pastor Ed Young at Fellowship Church. Yeah. And we go in there and we took 60, 70 yeah, people with us to go and kind of volunteers and staff and all that. And so like I could name we went to Jensen Franklin uh Free, Free Chapel. Chapel. I could name a hundred churches right. that we've been to and so like are doing a comparable thing to what we feel pulled called towards. pulled yeah. towards. But the, the, the understanding of how long it's, that's going to take right. and how God's actually the one that's going to set up those pieces, right. not just me grinning and bearing yeah. it. Because like if, if we think that Living Church is going to be Fellowship Church in one year, right. 
that's only possible with Jesus. Like yeah. any of that is only po- the miraculous pieces are only possible with Him. Yeah, and so we're just called to be faithful. Yeah, and then we're called to be healthy. Super important. And yeah. so I think for for whoever might be watching, there are different seasons that we focus on different parts of our health. And so for us, we we've already shared that we focused on our physical health. Except for them, Teddy Grahams and Nutella oh, and chocolate. Yeah, but that's just life. You're allowed like. That's like balance or something. Yeah, I don't know. but that was bad. <laughs> I bet you paid for it the next morning. <laughs> it's like, uh, but 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 now is the time for us to learn the new pace, and like yeah. we're both, I think, committed to it. And that's you said it. Like have other people around you that help you, but really hold you accountable to it. And I think that's what you and I have had to learn for each other to be like, hey, hey, we're doing it. And so yeah. like this sabbatical wasn't easy, but it was a hey. We're going to do this to learn the right pace. And I think it, you have to keep doing it. It's great. So originally we talked about naming this episode rest, but you and I were like, no, there's too many people that don't need rest. We need it to be a pace. And I think it's really important that as we're learning to tug for more, that we learn to run hard, to rest when we're supposed to, to keep putting everything in the right balance and the right priority to make our bodies healthy, to make our mind healthy. Like there's so much that goes into it that it's not just rest. It's finding pace. It's really good. It's super important. So do you trust God? Right. Um, Are there things that you need to be saying no to? Or things you better start saying yes to more. Yep. You've got to create a culture around you that understands rest You've got to figure out the type of rest that works for you. Yeah. That's for your benefit. Yeah. And then you've got to have an expectation that's realistic. Yeah. That's manageable. Those are great points. Those are good. We did we, a good job. We, we didn't write none of this. We didn't have none of that <laughs> written down. But it's what we're learning. No, it's, it's, in just, the, it's in the process. Yeah, we're learning from our mistakes. And I think that's the one last piece of it is that finding pace is like, Ask some other people around you. Ask what they've done to learn. If you see somebody, oh. a leader who's healthy, that you're, you are, feel like, wow, ask them how they did it, how they found yeah. the balance. Before I took my sabbatical, it's the first time I'd ever done it, yeah. I called probably six guys. Yeah. And I said, hey, here's what I'm doing. What do I do? Right. What am I supposed to be doing while I'm how doing do this? How do I do this? Right. I, I, I want to work hard to rest well. <laughs> But you, we have to learn it yeah. to, to be able to no, do it. No, you predetermined it, and then you did it. It was great. It's really good. Super good. Man, uh, that was a great one. Guys, our hope and heart is to be providing content that's beneficial to you. Yeah. And so the best way we can do that is by getting your questions, your comments, your engagement. And so if there's anything that you'd like Pastor Winnie and I to talk about, yeah. whether it has to do with uh, ministry or business yeah. or Any, entrepreneurship, anything about tugging family, more. Yeah. anything that has you feeling pulled towards something great. Yeah. Man, ask us the question. would love to help answer it. Love you guys. Thanks for joining us.